Welcome to How She Creates. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Lauren. And we're here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite artists to learn how they create. We'll discuss creativity, tips, tools, inspiration, and life as an artist. We hope these conversations leave you encouraged to make more stuff and share it with the world. So until you've experienced its absolutely magical powers, you wouldn't think productivity lends itself to creativity. But oh man, it does. In this episode, we're chatting with productivity gurus, Nora Conrad and Pam Laguna, to tell you exactly how it does and how you can get there. So leading a productive life leads to insane levels of creativity with more art to show for it. The power of getting shiz done is not just for men in business suits, but for those of us with a paintbrush behind our ears, with our favorite shirt stained in ink, and who want to create without the guilt of knowing there's a pile of freaking dishes in the sink. And it sounds like I am being a bit hyperbolic with this, but I'm not because productivity for me, Kaylee, is the number one thing that has leveled up my creativity. Nora is a productivity coach for small business owners and bloggers. Uh, If you're creative at any stage of the game, whether you're still waiting for your first sale on Etsy or you're selling your designs to anthropology, she can help you rock it harder. She specializes in setting up workflows for you, developing systems and automating the client process, and she helps you gain control over your business. She's over at noraconrad.com where you can find links to all of her amazing resources and they go from free like her blog and her YouTube channel and then you get her Conrad U classes which are completely focused attention. Then there's her membership Conrad Pro. I am a member of that. I'm a diehard fan. I think that everything Nora puts out is amazing and you should check that out. Pam is a creative go-getter, memory key panorata, and I absolutely love her creating style. She's on a mission to create content and design resources that inspire and guide creatives to craft a passion-filled and intentional life. She's got a whole stack of creativity and productivity resources on her blog, craftedbypan.com, and she recently released her Your Travel Story class. So I've taken this class, I paid for it, it's not sponsored, and it's awesome. The class helps you prep and craft your travel story so that at the end of an amazing trip, you don't just have the memories in your head and on social media, but you've got them in a binder or whatever form you chose to record them in. And she'll show you exactly how to do it. Enjoy the episode today. Hey, Pam. Hey, Nora. We're so happy to have you on the podcast and we're so excited to talk to you and hear all your tips and your brilliance with productivity. Um, Nora, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. So uh, my name is Nora Conrad. I'm a productivity coach and a systems designer, which basically means I help you get organized online. Um, I started my business in high school and it's grown quite a bit since then and I think I've finally fallen into a really good niche of just helping people get their crap together. (laughs) And Pam, what about you? Hey everyone, so I'm Pam Lagunas, I'm the girl behind Crafted by Pam. Um, I'm a memory keeper, a creative entrepreneur and a teacher. So I teach online courses and in-person workshops on memory keeping, especially travel memory keeping. And I am from um, the hot and humid Manila, Philippines. (laughs) So can we all introduce ourselves based on our productivity levels? So I will go first so that people don't think that you were like oh, a huge panel of these amazing productivity gurus. So I am a recovering um, 
disorganized procrastinator <laughs> running late holic. And so my productivity productivity levels have increased as I have um, worked really hard at it. But productivity is definitely something I struggle with and I'm not great at. Okay. Kenny, what about you? Because you're the most organized person I think <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Um, well, I was, I think, like a 10 on the productivity scale and pregnancies turned me into like zero. There's nothing <laughs> going on at all. I don't know. That's why I'm really excited to be speaking to Pam and Nora because I feel like I need a big push. <laughs> yeah. So how would you guys rate yourselves on the productivity scale? Um, I've been kind of crazy productive to the point where people think I'm a little insane. So I try to tone it down or hide it. And I've realized that it's probably better just to teach people how to be slightly as crazy as me <laughs> productive in that way, rather than yeah. like trying to keep it under wraps. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, I guess for me, because um, in college, what my degree was financial mathematics. So I'm so crazy about spreadsheets and those are those are my jam. Those are like my best friends. But if I don't have my cup of coffee, I'm basically like a scrambled egg. <laughs> like, like my brain is just everywhere before coffee. <laughs> okay. So would you guys say that you've always been productive? I guess I could say that ever since I was like in high school and college, I've been like in one way or another, like organized, not necessarily productive, but I don't know, visually organized, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel kind of the same. Like since I was a kid, I would like organize my toys, but <laughs> I think it took me until college to realize that there's a huge difference between organizing and being productive. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So what would you say your definition of being productive is then? Um, I think being productive is just sitting down and getting the work done. Mm. So, I mean, you can be productive if your life is an absolute mess, but you can be more productive if you do it in an organized manner. So I think for me, because when you like inspect the word productivity, it, it, it's all about like producing something. So it's about creating something. So whatever that is, as long as you're like, as um, Nara said, if you work your butt on it and actually produce something, then you're being productive. So whether that's something that you're passionate about or something that you really have to get done. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think I feel most productive when I have checked off a bunch of things off of my checklist. But sometimes I think that that's just busy work. You know, like I returned this mm -hmm. email or I, you know, uploaded this. So does that count as productivity? Uh, I think it depends. I think if those things on your list were things that were stressing you out and taking up pieces of your mind that, you know, could have been put towards something better, um, you know, just cleaning the dishes when, you know, you need to write a blog post later, as long as you that get you to being productive and producing content, then it was a productive thing to do. It just whole list for that to be a productive process. Mm. Yeah, I think for me as well, I think productivity is sort of like relative. So for example, if the goal that you set out for yourself that day was to like clean all the dishes, but then you were just um, writing on your novel, then maybe like it wasn't like extremely productive in a way. You were doing things, but 
um, it's not necessarily contributing to the goal that you had for yourself. So it could be like a little relative to um, what you set for what you set out to do for that day. Yeah. So how does productivity play into your creativity? I think this is an interesting question because I know, Pam, you like very creative. Your Instagram is full of your project life and all your projects and all that. And I think, Nora, you may be like a less um, traditional creative or less like art focused creative, but you still like, I still see you as a creative person and you're very good at helping creatives with their productivity. So I'm interested to know. Yeah. I mean, when I was like younger, I always thought being creative meant like being good at art or, you know, being able to sing. And (laughs) it's something that I've never thought I was creative. I mean, until pretty much a year ago when I realized that you can be creative in different ways. You can be creative in the way that you help people. You can be creative (laughs) that you produce. And, you know, I've tried to kind of tone into that and realize that just because I don't create artwork or I'm not a photographer or kind of in those traditional senses that I can still of my comfort zone and create new processes or create a blog post that really helps someone. So I think that for me, because I've never really felt creative like that, I actually had to make time to be creative and it helped that I was so organized and I almost have like a checklist of like, be creative today. And so I think that being productive and being organized like that has actually helped me be more creative. I like that. Yes. Same as Laura. I think um, being organized and being productive allows me to be creative because it gives me like freedom in terms of like time Mm. or in terms of like brain space to do you know, to let loose and do something like uh, create something or be creative. So if I'm disorganized or if I'm not being productive for that day, I just feel like I don't have the uh, the mindset or the energy to do creative things. So whether that's like a blog post of uh, taking photos or doing project live. So when I don't, um, when I don't use productivity and being organized to make time for things, it doesn't happen. So that's how mm. those two things are connected. Yeah, I know for me personally, like if I don't have the exact list written out and if I'm not, um, if I don't know exactly what I need to do in every every part of my life, like family, work, everything, then I feel like I, I'm too uncomfortable within myself to be able to pick up paint or something and actually be creative. I don't, do you guys feel the same? Lauren, because you, you think you're not traditionally organized, maybe you, you're getting better now. So how do you feel about that? I know that that's not like a natural, like involved feeling. Yeah, I have found that lists help me accomplish pretty much anything in life. And I'm definitely one of those people who will go back and like write, like took out the trash on my list just so I can check it off. Um, But yeah, Kaylee, you designed a long time ago those printables that were like block scheduling. And so it was, you know, your whole day broken down by hours. And I started using those whenever I would have like a whole Saturday afternoon that I would want to be creative, but I would sit down and four hours would go by and I would do nothing. And so if I could like plan out, like I'm going to paint for these 30 minutes and then I'm going to, you know, accomplish this, this, and this, it helps me so much more to actually produce work and get things done. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think that's the biggest thing. And I'll like set reminders and alert to my phone, like work in your art journal today or else I'll just lose track of time. Um, I think if you do it that way, because it eliminates like the guilt that you have. You have, for example, you have like busy work or like household chores. Um, but if you like make time for everything, you're less. You feel less guilt to, for example, working on a blog post when you know you have like dishes because you already set it in your head that okay, at this certain time, I'm going to be doing the dishes. So it's okay for me to be fully present in working on this blog post, this novel, or this project life, something like that. Mm. I like how you you say being fully present. So is that kind of like um, if you know that you've scheduled time for all the stuff that you need to do, then you've got scheduled time where you can let go a little bit and do things that are traditionally, um, that traditionally make you feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Which it shouldn't, but. But I guess we're hardwired that way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I definitely feel guilty if I like let a day go by that I don't really do a lot of things. Maybe I'll just like watch a movie or read a book in the hammock. And I feel like I wasn't productive and didn't accomplish things. But I have to tell myself like that was like restful and that like refueled me and I needed that downtime. And I definitely have to like think of it that way because I do feel guilty and bad that I didn't do anything productive in those times. Mm. I always tell my clients to actually schedule time to watch Netflix and to sit around <laughs> in their pajamas. And they always laugh at me, but it's more relaxing and easy to kind of recharge if you've allowed yourself that time to just, you know, do whatever you want to do. And if you want to do the dishes or write a blog post in that time, great. If you want to sit and binge watch a show on Netflix, that's awesome too. So... I think just kind of allowing yourself a break can really help you. Yeah, because you'll get burnt out if you like do like intensive stuff all the time and you don't take breaks. You're like, you're going at the end of the day, you're just going to feel tired. Maybe you won't even feel like you're bit productive. You just feel tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you get into like a rut almost mm-hmm. of just working constantly and you start to pump out content that just people can tell that you're tired or that you're don't have interest in what you're doing that's so true yes it's almost like you need to schedule these times so that you can do your best work you know that's what i said earlier to being fully present because you know that you know this time is dedicated for this and this is what i'm going to do and i'm just i know that i can watch netflix later or hop on youtube later because i need time for that yeah, I feel like I've been, I've hit a cycle of that lately where I've worked so much that I haven't allowed myself rest. And so the past week, I haven't wanted to do anything but, you know, like go to bed early or read a book. And then I, I feel the guilt. But yeah, I need to do better about scheduling that time in mm-hmm. so that my creativity and my personal life and everything else is much more um, refueled whenever it's time to, you know, be on. Yeah. I think it's important too for people to understand that that schedule is going to change. Like I recently got married and living with my husband now and my sister also lives here. I have to schedule around two other people and Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do that, you know, when I lived in a dorm in school. And so you just have to be flexible with your schedule. But once it's set for, you know, the week or the day, you just have to stick to it. Mm. Yeah, they're not supposed to be like restrictive or constrictive. 
I, I also believe yeah. that like schedules were made to actually give you more freedom to do everything that you want to do and not have to like, you know, um, drop balls and everything. Because when you schedule stuff, it, like you said, it grows, it evolves with you as your situation or your circumstances changes. You can also change your schedule. So I mean, it's something that you make. So you can make, uh, you can like adjust any time that there's changes in your life. Yeah. 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 So I find that it's better for me if I like schedule my week in advance. So normally on Sunday nights, I'll like sit down and I'll like pick out all my outfits for work and I'll like prep all my like breakfast for the week and um, make a list of all the things I want to do that week so that it, it sets me up. How do you guys schedule your time? Do you do it on a daily basis, weekly, monthly? I do it day to day. Um, I have a day job. And the hours are not, I have no idea when I'm going to work. I know what time I go in and I don't know what time I leave. So at the end of the day, once I'm kind of winding down at my day job, I just make a list of, you know, whatever else I want to do that day. And if it was a hard day at work, I go home and I watch Netflix. And if it was a nice, easy day, I go home and I bust out a couple of blog posts. Not necessarily traditional, but it works for me and my schedule. So you schedule it after you've worked or before you go to work? I schedule it after I've mm. already worked my day job. I do work early in the morning, so on my own business. So that's kind of the one consistent thing. In the mornings, I just write for an hour. So that's where that consistency kind of comes in. I think that that's important to just have, you know, like one day at least where you just, but that's kind of how I work that into my schedule. Yeah, I do have a day job as well. So I like go to the office at like nine and then I don't like Nora, I don't know when I'm gonna go out of the office once I go in. But um yeah. <laughs> what I like to do is um on the weekends I like to just, you know, assign a single thing that I wanna get done on that on every day. Like for example, on Tuesday I want a blog post to be done or on Wednesday I want a I want to take photos for this blog post so that um, when I don't have that much time during that day because I, I had to like go on overtime from my um, day job, I know that if I do this one thing, that I was able to do something productive that day. So uh, when I have enough, like when I see that I can go, get home early or I have enough time in the morning or after work, um, like Nara also like makes a couple of uh, lists that I can do easily. Something that doesn't need a lot of preparation so that I can finish those as well. But mostly it's uh, just scheduling one single task that I want to get done. Whatever happens, I want to get done in that day. I think for me, so I sit down once a month and I look at my goals and I look at um, what I've done and where I want to be and see where the discrepancy is and then decide like my plan of action for the month because I don't have a day job so to say like <laughs> what I do is my job um so I'm quite lucky with the flexibility of that so I kind of need to force myself to be organized otherwise I'm going to be you know one day I'm going to be painting the next day I'm just going to be replying to emails um so having that focus for the month helps me a lot um and through the month it can change as well but one thing that is my favorite thing is every day I have three tasks that I'm supposed to do. And I think it was uh, Leo, oh, I don't know how to say his surname, Baba Uta. 
the Zen habits guy, he came up with the MITs, which are the most important tasks. And those are three things that you need to do every day. And if I've got those three, then I make sure that's the first thing that I do in the morning. If I do nothing else except them, then I'll be happy. That's the idea. So that way I don't um, stress myself out by reaching too high with like a list of 20 very hectic things. Um, but I also make sure that if I'm really lazy and I can't do anything, that if I just do these three things, I'm okay. And I'm happy with how I'm progressing. Uh, so Pam, this one will apply more to you. So Kaylee is a super minimalist and I'm a little bit of a hoarder. So <laughs> just a little bit. Fall, <laughs> where do you fall in the craft supply uh, quantity? <laughs> Um, I guess for me because I live in like a, I live in a small like townhouse, so I'm really pressed for space. Like maybe on the other side, because in Korea, I think that the like places are a bit smaller compared to like Western countries. Yeah. Um, so I really have to be discerning about what I have to keep and what I toss. So I think one thing that has helped me is one is that I don't buy any organizational like storage or supplies I just have one and if if I ran out of space I don't go out and buy another like drawer or another like container I have to make sure that everything fits in that one space because I, I know that that single container will have way more cards that I would that I would be able to use like for an entire year or an entire like um, month or something so I don't go out and buy additional storage space when I run out. I just, in my head, that means, okay, I need to create more or I need to let go of certain mm-hmm. things. So that's how I sort of like control the whole um, hoarding process. But in the past, definitely I had like boxes underneath my bed and everything. And then it just became crazy. And my sisters were like telling me that you need to get rid of stuff. So it, it's better now, but in the past, I am, I was quite a hoarder as well. <laughs> yeah, so you have to force yourself to keep it down now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah because, because I don't leave alone, so everyone's going to get mad at me if I take over like their cabinet space. And everything. <laughs> yeah. What about um, like organizational supplies? Because I know like there's that huge planner craze and everyone's got like eight planners. I've never had like multiple planners except I guess I have like my physical like notebook planner but most of my like tools are digital actually because I find it's easier for me to have like digital I guess planners like calendars and everything but physical um like brain dump notebooks and those type of things so that's like kind of the system that I work for myself so I didn't I wasn't into the whole like one planner for every aspect of your life (laughs) so that's I'm not sure about how about you Nora Uh, have you ever like gone into the whole like multiple planner thing um I never had like multiple planners intentionally. It was more like I got bored with one planner and then I'd buy another one. (laughs) But I definitely went through like that kind of psychotic phase of having 97 planners on a bookshelf. But um, I realized I was, I think one time I just added up how much all of them cost or something like that. I had like all of my receipts 
and I just immediately sold like half of them. And I was like, I'm just going to use notebooks. I was like, couldn't believe how much I spent on planners and planner supplies. So since then, I've always just, I have one notebook. I have it like sitting next to me Mm -hmm. for as long as I have it until it's filled up. And then I put it on a bookshelf and I buy a new notebook. So I've had to be like really intentional about doing that. But so I've been doing that for like a year and I'm sure my fiance or my husband is happy that I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when there was like a huge Philofax craze where every time there's a new like design or size that everyone would go crazy like, oh my god I have to have that and then I was like it's a good thing that pile of factors are so hard to come by here in the Philippines <laughs> so because I would have spent like way more than I should have on like multiple like those gorgeous leather binders mm-hmm. that I would need because it's not, it wasn't like readily available here you have to like had it like the shipping would be half the price of the actual pattern so that was very helpful for me yeah i totally understand when i was in south africa it was the same like those passes were insane and the south african postal system just wasn't working at the time so it was very good for my wallet (laughs) now i've got amazon yeah i mean i i did that because i just live in the u.s so so you can get that Just to like justify it because I have a YouTube channel, I'd be like, Well, I'll I'll review it on the channel. Like, that's why I bought it. But I wasn't I was making like twenty dollars for my YouTube channel. I was like, I can't keep doing this. No. Like what that does not justify a hundred dollar planner. I wonder how organized those like planner crazy uh women are. I know. I always feel like, do they actually get stuff done or are they just decorating their planners all day? Because I decorate, I use the get to work book and I literally just write in a black pen and I, I barely like, sometimes I'll go back and I can't even remember what the like chicken scratch that I wrote meant because I just wrote one <laughs> word and it's so sloppy. So that's like how little time I have to actually be spending in my planner. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was funny. Like, decorate and stuff but I literally never decorated my planner and that was the whole reason for buying them I think was to you know spend time in them and usually I'd buy them and then never use them so I think well maybe that creative process of decorating their planner helps them kind of plan their day visually but I've never really been like that so I think I just enjoyed the process of purchasing a planner and then never actually Mm -hmm got into the process of using it for me when I was in high school we had this like planners and then I would exchange it with my friends and we would draw on it and we would like add coats and all those stickers and everything so at the end of the day we never really use it as a planner <laughs> we just kind of use it like as a journal or like a notebook where we draw stuff when we're bored in class and everything. But now that that I, that I actually need to have a planner, like Lauren, I don't have the time to like pick a color of the pen and identify a color coding scheme for it. I do that like digitally, like with a Google calendar and everything. But like on paper, like my notes are just like horrible. They're, I use like um, red pens, black pens for anything. Sometimes I even just say Sharpie marker because it was a nearest a marker that I had when I had to write things down and I guess at the end of the day it's just a matter of actually doing the things that just 
right on your planner. Uh, it doesn't matter if your planner looks pretty or if it looks like organized and everything. If you could under- understand it and if you could actually, you know, do things that you write in there, then your planner is doing its job, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I mean, part of the reason I never used my planner was because I would write something in it and then forget to check it. And I would just forget to do that thing (laughs) or forget to meet someone. So if there was ever something really important, I'd always put a reminder on my phone or put it into Google Calendar. And I realized, you know, I'm not even using this planner. I don't check it every day. So it's not effective. So I just... I was always so against like using digital planners because, you know, I'd rather write. But I realized that if it was something important, well, anyway, so I just kind of forced myself to use Google calendars only for a couple of months. And now that's all I use. Mm. Oh, so even your to-do list? Where do you write a to-do list? Todoist. So it kind of like goes Yay. into Google or Gmail and all of that stuff. So Todoist is my absolute favorite. It's changed my life. <laughs> Actually, yeah. For me, it's quite different. When I have to like, when it when there's like a schedule for it, like for example, um, 8 p.m. Um, podcast interview with Kaylee, I have to like schedule that into a digital calendar so that it could send me reminders that I have to go online and everything. But for a to-do list, I find that actually writing it down and like scratching it off when it's done works best for me. So I have this like um, notepad that's just filled with to-do lists. I just write the date and then this day, these are my to-do list. And then at the end of the day, or when I'm done with that task, I scratch it off. And then the next day, it is the next page. So it's not like any fancy like to-do to-do list pad or anything. It's just like a random notebook or notepad mm. that I have. And I find that that works best for me instead of like having it and like something like to do is or everything. So I tried that before and I really love how it looked, but I never, it never really stuck with me. Like paper to do lists just work the best for me. Yes. So it's really just a matter of personal preference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I use co-schedule is where I plan all of my content in order to just kind of work on tasks in blog posts and content. Co-schedule is like where I plan all of that. So I use the tasks in there. And that way, anytime, you know, I plan to work on anything content related, everything I need is in that one program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nora, you just posted um, the video on how to use co-schedule and it was really cool and really helpful. We'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. What other digital tools are you guys using? Or physical tools. Yeah. Um, so for physical tools, I have a huge calendar. That's where like I like to it's not really like the calendar that reminds me of doing something, but it's more like a calendar where I brainstorm what my month is going to look like. And then once I've sort of finalized it in that calendar, that's when I transfer it to the digital calendar for the notifications and everything. And then I use a lot of post-its and markers. Like mm. There are post-its everywhere in my house. Like there's one on my laptop, on my desk, on my cabinets. I use post-its a lot. I just like how easy it is to like um, transfer the post-its or how like the small space is allows me to write just one thing that I need to remember and then um, I guess digitally I use Evernote I know Kaylee use Evernote a lot as well I love Mm -hmm. Evernote for like um, copying um, resources or blog posts that I really like or that's really helpful that I want to try and then Google Calendar so that's like a staple and Google Drive 
spreadsheets. I love the spreadsheets. <laughs> I use that a lot. And then lastly, right now, I'm actually testing out Trello. Or is it Trello? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, Trello. So using, <laughs> using Trello for like the way that um, Nora uses school schedule. So that's where I have this task mm-hmm. this of, for example, um, blog post image, uh, call to action, or like proofread the blog post. So that's where I do it just because it's free and I like their husky mascot <laughs> priorities. <laughs> yeah, I use, I think a lot of us kind of end up using the same kinds of tools um (laughs) physically i just use a notebook like i have a hard time getting focused on things so my notebook is kind of where i can just brain dump and get you know everything that doesn't really matter out on paper and then anything that was actually important that i want to save i put into evernote um where i put everything i write my blog post in it i save interviews i save resources and i have a directory of people that i can reference um and then my other really big tools co-schedule that's kind of where everything that i've planned in evernote actually gets scheduled out um and then i love google work apps (laughs) i mean gmail is the only thing i ever use and google drive i use to like store images and um, work with clients and things like that so those are kind of my three Nora I feel like your online university has is like such a great resource for all the productivity tools that there are out there and your YouTube yeah. channel I wanted to like make some kind of resource for them just because like when I started Evernote it was so overwhelming and I didn't understand why people liked it and once I kind of figured it out I was like people need to know this like this is incredible but most like wasn't enough so that's kind of why I created e-courses in the first place but um, I'm actually in the process of revamping all of them like new videos and content and everything that's one of the hard things about them is that they take a lot of upkeep because the tools are always updating so the courses constantly have to be updated but it's I think a good resource Okay, so if you had to give a totally disorganized, unproductive person that wants to get started with getting more things done, getting better things done and improving her life, um, what would your three tips be? The first tip I would say is to sit down at the beginning of every month and make goals, just three big goals that you want to achieve, and then make sure that any task you're doing lines up with those goals. Like, Reading a book lines up with that goal, make sure it's on your list. And if steam cleaning the carpets doesn't match up with that goal for the month, put it off until the next month. Just really get focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number two would be to make sure that you have three tasks every day that push you towards one of your goals and make sure that those three tasks get done. Dishes don't get done that day. It's not that big of a deal as long as those three tasks are completed. And then the last one is to not really worry about getting organized yet. The habits of kind of being productive and getting done what you need done and the organization can come after. Hmm. Um, I guess for me, if you're like completely like new to the whole organization and productivity thing, my top three tips would be number one, stop worrying about the tools or stop obsessing about what, program what application what planner to buy just stop obsessing about that 
and just grab what you have right now and you know try to make it work um observe the things that you wish you had or the things that you think would make things easier and that's when you start to pivot on what tools or apps or planners that you would need because i think a lot of people get hung up on the whole i need to have this like i need to have to do this i need to i need to subscribe to asana i need to buy this file of facts because they think that um those tools will do the will make them productive but it's actually just you like how you use those tools is what's going to spell the difference between being productive and just wasting money on those things so just stop obsessing over that and just work with what you have right now and observe what you still need to get things done and then i guess the second one would be like this is like my favorite um i guess beginner productivity technique is to do block scheduling so what i love about block scheduling is that um because you set out a time for every single thing that you want to get done you don't feel guilty about what you're doing right now. So if you're watching YouTube now, because you schedule that, okay, this is my YouTube time, you don't have to feel guilty about not working on your Project Life album or not doing the dishes or the laundry because you know that you've already assigned time for those things. So it's a great way to like feel that the entire day is productive and then it just builds momentum. And then you're allowed to like, you're going to build that momentum over the week and and then it's just going to be a habit of, you know, scheduling what you want to do for yourself. And then I guess the very last tip is to remember that you're a person that evolves, evolves and grows. So you're someone that changes over time. Your priorities change. This month may be all about um, your blog. And then the next month you're pregnant, so you need to, you know, help. And then you have a kid, so things shift shift uh, drastically. So you have to remember that you're a person that grows and evolves over time. And you don't have to punish yourself for, you know, switching things or adjusting things. Because, you know, you always have to pivot to make sure that the circumstances um, work, work best for you. So just remember that it's okay to change things. You know, nothing's set on stone. It's up to you and you're in control. So I guess that's, I guess those are the three things. <laughs> mm. I need to take that last tip there. Mm-hmm, big time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are such good tips. Uh, thank you ladies so much for talking to us. And I think that this was a lot of really great ideas and tools and um, things to think about for creatives. Because I know creatives really struggle uh, to be productive. And they think that only, you know, math majors can be productive people. And um, I don't, I just don't think that's true. And I think that um, there's a lot that we can learn. And especially if you're running a creative business, you have to be really organized and productive. And so these are wonderful tools and we'll have links to everything in the show notes and we'll have places where you can connect with Nora and Pam. Well, thank you ladies so much. And we'll see you guys later. Bye ladies. Bye. Thank you for listening to how she creates. We would love to see how you create share with us on Instagram using the hashtag how she creates. If you love learning about creativity with us, please leave us a review and subscribe on iTunes. Grab your art supplies and we'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.